Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I am so happy to have you joining us for today's show. I have an amazing, amazing guest. You have to stay and listen to her. She's going to change your life. I absolutely love her and I am obsessed with what we are talking about. If you are a first-time listener, this is the show where we educate you, empower you with that education, maybe entertain you a little bit and inspire you to live your most fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, if we're not doing that, what the heck are we doing here? So remember to rate, review, subscribe, share this with your friends. We have a five-star rating And I am just so grateful for all of you who are listening in over 100 countries. It's crazy what our reach is. It really, really is. So on to the show. Today's guest is Kat Shanu. Welcome to the show, Kat. Thank you, Jody. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad you had me on. (laughs) I, I am so happy to have you on too. And as I said, when I first saw you pop up, you look absolutely stunning and radiant. That's what a good workout will do, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's got that endorphins going. (laughs) Exactly. I wanted to first introduce you to our audience for those who don't know you. Kat Shanu is a femininity expert and luxury lifestyle curator. Kat has acquired years of experience teaching women how to become more confident, charming, and alluring. Growing up as an outsider and then becoming an it girl in the femininity and black girl luxury space, she is an example of thousands of women an example to thousands of women of transformation inside and out. Before Kat founded the most recognized coaching community for ambitious women, she was an award-winning vlogger. In 2017, she became Feel Unique's first brand ambassador and won the national nationwide top vlogger competition. Kat then went on to become a brand ambassador for brands Murad and Living Proof, also co-hosting a Facebook Live party for Urban Decay. Pretty cool. After leaving her role as a social media coordinator for the British Arrows Awards, she established the Femme Guide to showcase the intersection between beauty, femininity, and ambition, curating masterclasses on topics such as dressing for networking success and the art of charm. She quickly established herself as a key thought leader in her niche, amassing a community of over 370,000 across Instagram and TikTok. That's pretty crazy. There was seriously a need for somebody like you, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I've always felt like we often see two sides, either it's the, you're super driven, you're super ambitious and into personal development, but you don't have a girly side and you don't have like this feminine side to you or you're super feminine and into health and wellness, but you have like no hopes and aspirations in life. And I'm like, no, like we as women are so much more complex than that. And we can find greatness in both aspects. So that's really what the Femme Guide is about. 
And was it because you struggled with that as a woman? And can you explain what your struggle was that brought you to this place? Yeah, so my struggle first started off with confidence. So this is what I call wounded energy. I was like the young girl who, when other girls, I moved schools a lot. So other girls would come up to me and they'd be like, do you want to play with us? And I'd be like, no. And my dad would be confused and come to school and be like, the girls aren't playing with her. And the teachers would say like, she said no, like they tried. And I'll tell you where that was coming from. It was coming from me feeling like I didn't have anything to offer and a friendship. So what's the point? And that's where my self-esteem was at at the time. And the only thing I had, Joni, that I felt I had going for me was my book smarts, my intelligence. Mm-hmm. But then there came a point where I went to like a, a high-performing school and I went from being like the smartest kid in class to now I'm like at the bottom. And that <clears throat> for me was... Wow like my identity got stripped away from me because it was the only thing I felt of that was of value to myself. And I started, this was at the age of 16, by the way, I started going to the library every day after school and I was terrified and petrified of making friends, but I was like, let me just read this personal development stuff. (laughs) Wow, at 16. At 16, I picked up the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I started practicing the things in that book. And I was like, hold on, like you can learn this stuff. And that was what set me off into, let me explore my feminine side. Let me explore my confidence and my charm. And I may have been super insecure and and wounded before, but I can tap into a part of me that's already there and enhance it even further in order to become the kind of woman that, that I want to be. Did you ever go back and think about why you were wounded? What was there some kind of trauma? And you don't have to share it if you don't want to, but it does it go back to some type of trauma? Yeah, I think it goes to my upbringing. I I come from a very traditional African family where it was like you have three options or four, doctor, lawyer, accountant, or failure. So mm-hmm. when I was realizing that I didn't want to go down the science route or the accounting route or the lawyer route, I felt very much like an imposter, like I was going to be abandoned. And I went through some difficulties changing my interests and with so much emphasis placed on my education when that piece wasn't going according to plan. I just felt lost. I was like, who am I? And I I didn't know who I was. Um, and it turns out that I'm a creative, you know, and it took me <laughs> saving up to get a camera and eating beans on toast and <laughs> going to bed excited to wake up just so I could learn again. And I was like, I think this is that passion thing that, you know, that they- people are talking about, like that whole passion thing. It just yes. all of a sudden it just hits you and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do understand, and I'm sure so many women listening right now understand that if you think that you're just one thing and then it's stripped from you, where do you find your identity again? And to think when you were still so young, like in your early teens, it sounds like that when other girls wanted to play with you, you're like, no, because you didn't think you had anything to contribute 
towards that conversation. Isn't that interesting how you put up that wall? No, no, no. Like you wanted friends, right? But you thought, well, I'm I'm just not going to be able to hang with them because I don't know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. And it's isolating. It is. It felt very lonely. And I thought there was something wrong with me, you know, and I used I felt very much like an outsider. Mm. And it's interesting because that has helped me so much today because I'm very good at picking up on different personalities and body language. Um, But I felt like an outsider looking in and I used to always wonder, well, what is wrong with me? Like, is it the way I look? I had an accent. I grew up in Ireland. I was the only black girl in my class. People didn't look like me. And then like, I would always talk about London because that's where I was originally from. And all the Irish people get so tired of me talking about London. So my <laughs> skills, they were not really, you know. <laughs> oh, what brought you to Ireland? My family, actually, they'd always wanted to, when they left Nigeria, move. And they'd gone to London. They'd gone to Ireland. And there's a culture and a vibe to Ireland that's very much us. Okay. So we for some time, yeah. So you ended up growing up in Ireland, not London, right? Yeah, I grew okay. up in Ireland till I was 16. Then I moved to London. So when you read how the book, and why can't I remember the author of the book, How to Influence People in... Dale Carnegie? I, Dale, I, I was going to say Carnegie. Yeah. Uh, Dale Carnegie, right. I have the book also. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a book everybody should read. It's 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 iconic. You Everybody should read it. And so that started to change the way you were... Your mindset, right? It was a mindset shift. You probably weren't using that word back then, uh, but you were like, wait a minute, something clicked. And what was it that clicked for you? I think what clicked for me was once I experimented, I'm a very analytical kind of nerdy girl. So I love lots of information and I will experiment and come back and review. And I think there was just one small concept about... um, I think it's like reverse psychology. So I'll let you in on a secret, Jody. I had a crush on like the hottest guy in school. He was so fine. And I was just friends with him and I couldn't get to see him to get him to see me in a romantic way. And I read this concept. I think it was in that book about how if you tell someone something playful, like it will never work between us, that actually create some tension and can change the vibe from oh. friend to something else. So I was like, what do I have to lose? He doesn't notice me anyway. Let me just try this thing. And I think I asked him, like, does he like sweet or salty popcorn? And he said salty. And I just said, oh, no, it can never work between us. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, mm, yeah, we would just be too much trouble for each other. <laughs> And the next day, <laughs> wow, that's pretty, that's pretty gutsy. Yeah. But I think I was in a place where it was just like, what's the worst that can happen? The worst right. that can happen is he doesn't get the joke, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then, okay, life goes on. Right. I took a chance. I took a chance. And what I saw was that chance worked because all of a sudden the vibe and the atmosphere was changed. And now he was flirting with me. And I was like, my looks haven't changed. Who I am Mm -hmm. hasn't changed. Nothing really about me has changed. I'm just showcasing a part of myself, which is my playful side. And and someone's responding to that. 
And so that was the clicking moment. Because if you'd grown up feeling so socially inept and you pick up a book and you realize that you can just try a concept in that book and it works, it gave me a sense of freedom, this feeling of I've been this person up until this point, but I can actually choose. Like I could decide the kind of person I want to be and how I want to move through the world and what I want to share with people. And they kind of just have to take it. And that's what led me on this like exploration to, you know, really tapping into your skills and, and letting them come out and shine in different ways. Because at the end of the day, personality matters. Personality is energy. Personality yes. is everything. Because when you were talking about high school, I was thinking about high school also. I mean, I was listening to you, obviously, but I was also like thinking about way, way, way back then. And it was not the prettiest girls in school, but the the most playful, the most personable, yeah. the flirtiest, whatever that got the cutest boy. Now I had a really cute boyfriend in high school too, but I I came from a family where my mom especially put a lot of emphasis on our physical looks. Mm. And so I think subconsciously I so I relied on my my physical looks mm -hmm. to get me through so I was popular in high school, you know, cheerleading, the whole football player boyfriend, the whole the whole thing. Then I went to a women's college and I really believe that the universe had me going to a women's college on purpose. Mm -hmm. So I would work on my personality. It's not like I didn't have a personality. I wasn't shy, mm -hmm. but I knew that deep down that, you know, looks are fleeting. Looks aren't with you forever, but your personality, your heart, your soul. And going to a women's college for four years really taught me so much about myself. Yeah. And um, and that's really, and right, like you said, you didn't change. You looked exactly the same, but now he was getting to know another part of your personality, which brings us to what you said at the beginning and in your bio about the energy, that feminine, like you can be an ambitious and feminine woman, but for so long, women believe that they have to remember like back in the 80s i know you weren't even born yet but a lot of you know it was the suit look everybody was wearing a suit and it's beautiful but it could be very feminine too but women had short hair um it was this whole and i don't even remember why i mean i had really short hair i wore suits to work i mean i did the whole thing and it was like women needed to feel like they needed to look more masculine in order to be noticed. And now I think there's a shift. Yeah. And so if you could explain, you know, why why you felt there was a need to talk to women about you can have it all, you can be ambitious and assertive, but still be feminine in your feminine energy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that point you brought up about the suit piece and the short hair piece, I have looked into that so much because we studied like um, female representation when I was in, in university. I focused a lot on identity. And one of the things that happened after World War II is women were now used to being in the workplace. 
Um, but there was now, now that there was women in the workplace, what their struggle was for was to be respected and was to be taken seriously. And what they found and what they felt was that they had to adopt the masculine way of being, the masculine mannerisms, the way of dressing in order to be taken seriously. And I think we're in a place right now, and I'm so grateful for this, where so much work has been done, where so much has changed. And especially right now, people are embracing different modes of beings and different mm. personalities and, you know, like different just ways of expressing yourself. So you don't need to adopt that and by the way i just have to clarify we as women and also as men we need both our feminine and our masculine energy a mistake that people can make is thinking that you know this femininity energy movement is all about just being feminine and serving the patriarchy and forgetting everything we fought right. for and that's not the case we have a divine masculine side and we have a divine feminine side and what's important for each individual man or woman is to find the right natural balance for you. But for so long, because women had learned that in order to be taken seriously, they had to present the masculine version of themselves. Naturally, you're going to pass to your daughter the way that you know for success. So what got passed on to my generation is in order to be taken seriously, you cannot be showing the womanly or the feminine sides of yourself you must only exist in the masculine and that's simply not the case and so what i wanted to do was to show like i've met so many incredible female ceos and executives who are some of the most feminine women who i've ever met you know and they somehow have managed to balance being taken seriously and climbing up the career ladder and working on this aspect of their life while still embracing that womanly side. And what was really important to me was there was a gap in my space, which was everything around feminine energy seemed to revolve and center around attaining a man. Oh, I'm like, wow. we have so much more than this. Yes. Than our feminine energy is not for relationship. It can help our relationship, but that the attainment of a relationship is not the reason why you tap into your feminine energy. You can, tap you ex can, you, can you explain that in more detail? Because that's a really, really important point. If you think of yourself as an individual who possesses both masculine and feminine energy, you could say your feminine side is your creative side, your nurture, nurturing side, your sensual side your intuitive side mm -hmm. and in a relationship that serves you when you're able to pick up on your partner's emotions or you're able to express yourself but there are times when we need our masculine energy and the masculine part of yourself you can think of the part of you that's supremely confident that's consistent that's motivated driven ambitious it's also the part of you that sets boundaries and i can't imagine being in a relationship and completely abandoning the part of you that sets boundaries, that helps you have a way of communicating what you need, what you desire. And even if we take this, and, and this is the critical piece. So women, I think in general, if, if we're talking about heterosexual relationships and we're talking about people who are naturally inclined in more in their feminine energy, they're attracted to masculine men. And in order, Tony Robbins says this, in order for a relationship to work, you have to have things in common. But in order for a relationship to have 
spark and passion in particular, you have to have things that are different. And that difference, a lot of people are waking up, is that polarity comes from one person, man or woman, predominantly existing in their feminine energy in the relationship, and one person predominantly existing in their masculine energy. Now it can flip and slide, but there's a there's a one that you just possess naturally. And so the unfortunate thing that happened in my space is that a lot of people had a desire for a relationship and they identified, I want this kind of person. Mm. This person is attracted to, let's say, a feminine woman. So let me become feminine in order to attract that person. And the problem lies when that's not off, when you're not doing that in an authentic way. Because now it's like you're wearing a cloak. And at some point, that cloak or that mask will slip off, right? Well, Exactly. So what's important is realizing when you're truly feminine, your feminine energy helps you, yes, in a relationship. But you know when else your feminine energy helps you? When you're on a sales call and you're pitching for someone to pay you for your services and you notice that the atmosphere is a bit off, you're talking about pricing and when the invoice needs to be paid by, and you notice that the energy in the room is just shifting. Right. Your masculine energy in that moment, you're going to bulldoze through right to the sale. But when you're in your feminine energy, you can pick up that the atmosphere has changed and you can address that and you can say, is there any questions regarding the deadline? Or it seems like there's something off here. What are your thoughts? And you give that person the opportunity to maybe they say, hey, we need to reach our budget by this date and that's before or after when we need to make our payment and just from a small adjustment you can make that sale but most people don't identify that that's your feminine energy helping you in your career or in your social life through your intuition right that's such an amazing point because i think people think they're either in it or out of it and they don't they can't be symbiotic Yes. yes. And you can switch just as the example you just gave, closing that sale, feeling like something's off. That would be your feminine intuition, right? But then the masculine part is going to do the big ask, what's going on here? Like, obviously, in the most professional way, you're doing this. Yeah. Interesting. So I do think that from when I talk to other people that they do think that they're either in one or the other. And I used to think that way myself until I started doing more research on it and understanding who I was. And I found that when I didn't feel safe in a relationship or secure, I would go into fight or flight. And to me, that meant I've got to survive. And that meant feeling like I needed to be more aggressive about the things that I had to do and not feeling, um, feeling, feeling like I needed to save my life. It wasn't that situation, but would you say that is more of a masculine? That's when the masculine energy comes in to say, I'm going to help you get through this. That exactly that masculine energy is kind of like a pillar for you to to stand on. 
But sometimes what happens if we're not conscious of the energy that we're in and something goes off in a relationship, if we're naturally more feminine, what might happen is we feel like, oh, I keep having to suggest or hint at what I want. So I'm just going to tell them and I'm just going to say it how it is. And that's us entering into our masculine. And what happens if we want to sustain that connection the other person now has to go into their feminine. So now this person starts relying on you and asking you to make all of these decisions and making you take the lead. And now you're becoming even more unsatisfied, right? And that's because you've depolarized. And what needs to happen is you finding a feminine way to communicate or create space for that person's masculine energy to, to come through. That's hard. It is. It's not easy. <laughs> I saw I saw that happening with my parents. My mom was definitely more in her masculine energy. My dad was more passive. She was more aggressive if we just use those two polarizing words. Yeah. And uh it it took them a long time to understand the way they separated for like six or nine months and then they came back together and I, I think they were able to figure it out because I saw my father doing things he normally wouldn't do. And my mom allowing him to do more things so he felt helpful, whereas she was trying to control everything. And that was hard for her. But the cool thing is, is that my dad wanted to help. He just didn't know where he was needed because my mom seemed like she took care of everything. Right? Uh, oh, my gosh. that uh, That's such a big piece right there. I know. I know. I want to come back. We're going to take a quick break right now. Um, stay with us, everybody. We have so much more to explore here about feminine and masculine energy. Um, and we'll we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. 
send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. And we are back with Kat Chanu. We are talking about how to, your tagline in your bio for on Instagram is how to be feminine without faking it. Is that yeah. right? That's correct. <laughs> yes, yes. And when we were talking about the 80s, that I think that was the situation with a lot of women trying to, to well, they were hiding their femininity. And then I think there was this resurgence of we want to be very feminine. And I think for women in particular, it's been a struggle in figuring out where, where, where do I find that balance? So when we took the break, we were talking about finding that balance in in every part of your life, whether it's friends at the gym, dating life, or a committed relationship, or at the workplace, it it has to do with relationships. So do we, as women, stay to a certain persona? Because I know we do have to change ourselves a little bit based on who we're talking to. So how do we know how to tap in, how to tap out? Mm-hmm. It's a dance. Like yeah. how do how do we know how to do it? How do you learn? What do you teach people? Oh uh, wow, that's that's a great question. You know, whenever people come to me, they get excited because I love to talk about psychology and you know social dynamics. So they're super excited for say this and do that. But everything starts first with the inside and with intention, and especially for connecting to the feminine is having time to just think, what do I actually want? And a perfect example of like, this can come up in any relationship, a romantic one, a friendship, even a a workplace situation is when we experience conflict, right? Often when we're experiencing conflict in in any relationship, our major focus is I need to communicate what I think. Right. And it's it's a bit selfish, but it's human. It's natural. Yeah. We just want to be heard and seen. And when you take a minute to just think and ask yourself what and this is you connecting to your feminine, by the way, what is my intention? You look at that conversation completely differently. So you might say, well, my intention is to make this person understand that when they don't check in on me, it makes me feel like they don't care about me. Now, you are going to approach the conversation completely different if you thought about your intention beforehand. My intention is to make them understand how I'm feeling. So you're not going to bring up that thing that they did two weeks ago and that other thing that they did three weeks ago, four weeks ago. What you're going to do is just focus on communicating and you will ask the other person, like, what do you think? Where is this coming from? And your masculine energy then comes in and it's it's really like a dance. It just ebbs and flows. Where your masculine energy comes in is when there is now a consequence to a boundary that you set. Okay, if this continues, we're going to have to look at where we stand. Or if you always show up late, I'm only going to wait 15 minutes. And your masculine energy, there's this phrase right now called standing on business, is you standing on business and leaving at 15 minutes, right? And so that's an example of that ebb and that flow. Connecting to your feminine and to your masculine doesn't have to be 
like you saying, okay, I'm going to connect to my masculine now. Or I'm going to connect to my feminine. I love to find fun and easy and seamless ways to do this. So if I want to connect to my feminine, I might do a one minute meditation on YouTube and I will literally do this on a train. And now I'm, I'm more centered and more calmed and able to pick up on signs and signals. I might have a particular playlist that makes me feel very creative or if I'm going for a date, I'm going to play my sensual playlist, mm. right? And that's going to make me move just a little bit differently and possess a different sort of energy. At the same time, if I'm going for a job interview, I'm going to play my, hey, I'm making money, boss babe. <laughs> right. And I'm going to step into there with confidence. <clears throat> and so that's, I find music, dance, meditation. For some people, it might be prayer. Just being still and centered is a great way for you to naturally transition into your natural feminine energy. And then when it comes to that masculine energy, I, I, for example, have found that connecting to your masculine energy can be a lot easier if you, for example, just think about what makes me amazing, what makes me great, tapping into your confidence. Like everyone, this is a feminine and a masculine thing. Of the feminine, you should write a love letter to yourself of all the things that makes you great. Or every day, write three things you're grateful for. The masculine is having that on your phone and reviewing that and putting your chest back or maybe doing some power posing in the bathroom before the job interview so that your body can say, hey, we're confident, we're going to take up space. Little things like that are so easy for us to integrate into our day that allows us to just naturally switch to whichever predominant energy that we want. I know that was a bit long, but... No, no. I mean, there were so many things that I wanted to ask you, but I didn't want to interrupt you uh, because I think when you were first talking about somebody who is late, yeah. For example, that seems to be a quality that, I mean, men seem to be on time more than women are. I I know I'm generally generalizing that. Um, and then, so when a man is late and he, you don't, you want to yell at them for being late, but you're saying, don't yell, don't, well, you should never yell at anybody, but tap into that feminine side of you, which is, would you say the nurturing, the caring, the. Yeah. It's almost as simple as this to give them a chance energy. <laughs> like, okay. okay they're late. So what's my, what's my maximum waiting time? My maximum waiting time personally for me, it's 15 minutes. So I'm obviously going to communicate with them. And instead of being, Oh my God, I can't believe you're late. This is so rude. Why would you want to start a date like this? Right. Um, like, hey, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Um, I'm going to wait for 15 minutes. If it's any longer, I'm going to have to go. But, you know, maybe we'll figure something out. Afterwards. Right. Very. It's simple communication. No confrontation. No threats. Nothing. Yeah, and there, exactly. you're staying within that beautiful feminine energy. I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. Let's talk about how to charm anyone. Mm. How do you teach your clients, your customers, your your students, how to charm anyone? This is probably like one of my most favorite things to teach. And that's just because of charm is about playfulness and charm is about fun. So learning to become more charming isn't kind of like etiquette where you have a book on your head and you're like, I have to know what where, where my dessert fork is and my night fork is. 
becoming more charming, if you look at the definition of, of charm, it's about how you make other people feel. So learning to become more charming, number one, is removing from yourself. In a job interview, on a date, two common scenarios where we want to be charming, right? Yes. How do we typically go into those? We go into those saying, okay, so what am I going to say? If it's a date, you're like, how do I communicate that I have standards and what those standards are? And if it's a job interview, you're gonna, you're like, how do I talk about my salary and how much money I'm planning to earn? And it's very inwardly focused. And so what happens <laughs> is we show up and we're not connecting with the person in front of us. But if instead we're thinking about how can I connect with the person in front of me? You let go of how you need to present yourself and you enter this truly curious state. See, I went to, um, Jody. I went for a heels dancing class recently and I want to make friends with other women who love to dance and lift weights and do yoga. So obviously I'm like, I want to charm these women and show them who I am. And I remember typically in conversation, what does it look like when we meet someone? Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? What do you do? Oh, I'm a nurse. What about you? I do this. Oh, where in the city? Oh, me too. Blah, blah, blah. And it's very boring. Mm -hmm. It's like going back and forth. So instead of me asking the girls who I just met, what do you do? Because I don't care. That's the truth. Right now, I don't care. Right. What I ask them, what I do care about is what are you passionate about? Right. So I asked them that, what are you passionate about? And Jody instantly, they were like, oh, what am I passionate about? And the energy in the room just changes. And why this is charming is it gives them an opportunity to do something we all love to do, mm. to talk about ourselves, right. to share something that we love. But think about like the vibrational state that puts us in. Instantly, you've gone from boring ping pong to high vibrational energy. And this is where the psychology comes in. <clears throat> that energy that they feel, they now start to associate with you, right? So they think about being around you. They think instantly of that warm, positive, fun, pleasurable energy. And so in essence, what that point is, in, in order to be more charming, start asking more interesting questions. Start giving people the opportunity to be interesting so you can be interested. Right. Somebody told me a couple of years ago that his goal, said he was on the podcast, is always be more interested than interesting. And that has always stuck with me. And, you know, some people are just naturally curious to know about people. I feel like you're that way. I'm that way. Like, why be a podcast host if you're not curious about other things? <laughs> like, you're not going to be a very good podcast host if you don't care. And um, and and then that's I, I've thought about that. I mean, it was a long time ago when I was dating, but I remember in those years when I was dating in my 40s and 50s that always just asking somebody about themselves. I realized walking away from the date if they didn't ask me anything about myself. And I'm like, okay, that will be a no. Yes. Because I was naturally interested. And then I think that when you're in that situation where you're really not interested in that person and they're not asking you about them, then this is not a match. It's just the energies don't match. And it that really comes back to that, what you said, that vibration, that energy level, you have to vibrate at the same levels, right? 
Yes, absolutely. And and the truth is, um, one of the things my clients experience, they're like, Kat, I'm actually struggling with conversation now since you taught me because I realize how bad everyone else is because oh. no one else has learned these techniques. And so right. they're not asking me questions back or they're not asking me interesting questions. <laughs> and one of the things that we have to realize is that not everyone will come to us being a great conversationalist or having interesting things to say. But if we just take a genuine interest in finding out about them, we'll hit what's called rapport. So rapport is conversation with an emotional connection. And it reminds me of a guy in my class when I was in university who I just found he I wasn't really connecting with him. And I kind of overheard him be like, oh, Kat, yeah, Kat's not that interesting. And I was like, I've never even spoken to you in my life. Like, how... How could you? How dare you? How dare you not like me? I don't even like you. I didn't do anything to you. (laughs) And then it hit me, wait, I don't take an interest in him. I don't like him. So I don't need to do anything. He feeds off of that energy. But I did was like, well, we're so different. How can we connect? And so one day before class started, I just asked him, you know, did he do anything exciting this summer? And he told me about this rock band that he was obsessed with and he got to see them. Now, I don't listen to rock and I don't know much about rock, but what I do love, I love when people are passionate about something and I love when they're excited about. And I could see that excitement and that passion in him for music And that made me genuinely more interested in him. And the dynamic completely changed after that. And it really just takes one little bit of effort. And it's not about us. It's about them. And knowing that if there is that connection, because wouldn't it be a beautiful world if we all connected on this high vibration energy? It would be beautiful if everybody just took a little bit of an interest in everybody you don't have to be interested in everybody, but at least make it a little bit of an effort when you realize it. And I used to also going back on my dating, I remember I never, I'm a Capricorn. I never connected with an Aries man. And it would be, I'd be on like maybe date two and say, we're just not connecting. (laughs) And, you know, you might say, oh, Jody, that doesn't mean anything, but it did seem like, okay, Aries, no, Virgo, no. Okay, no, 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 no. But I picked up on it really quickly. And at some point you have to realize, okay, well, we don't have anything in common. So, or with other women, we don't align, right? And that's okay. Yes, yeah. And that is that that is okay. Not everyone is gonna like you. Not everyone's gonna be your friend. You're not gonna have the similar values or interests with everyone. But what's great is when you make an effort, you know you've tried rather than not making an effort in the first place. Okay, like the date, like, okay, I made a little bit of an effort. Now I know that because I I gave good conversation. I wasn't getting any back. This is not going to work. I can move swiftly on instead of wondering what was was going on there. Right. You're like, okay, bye. I made my effort. So for the women listening right now, uh, the woman who is feeling like she's still, I feel like a lot of younger people, 20s, 30s, feel that they still need to put that masculine energy, be aggressive in getting a job, be aggressive, show what they can do, um, but then struggle like dating, you know, because right now, like they're putting their masculine 
side at work and then they go to go on a date and they're like, well, uh, I don't know how to transition. How, yeah. how do you help women like that? What kind of advice can you give them? That's one of the most common questions I get, especially because I work with ambitious women. I'm an entrepreneur myself. So sometimes I'll be on a call and I might be having to give someone some difficult feedback or put out some fires and I've got my masculine cap on. And then I'm going to a date and I notice like my body is tense, you know, and the energy I'm bringing, I'm thinking about what am I expecting and all of these things. Transitioning and tapping into your feminine energy, one of the ways that you can do that when you're in that place is to just take a moment, just take a moment to recenter. I think meditation, stuff like yoga, Music. not that you're going to go do a whole yoga session <laughs> right before a date, but you never know. Stretching, just having a moment, breath work is, is very good. That allows you to get centered and to get calm. And then also do things that make you feel feminine. Right. So you've I I had a tough day at work today and I'm very tense and I'm in my masculine energy and I know that I'm going on a date this evening. So I might just touch up my makeup and do my makeup in a way that makes me feel pretty in the way I like. Or I might look on Pinterest and just search up like feminine quotes or feminine energy affirmations and read those Mm. or remind myself that I am creative. I love existing in my feminine energy. The world rewards me for the authentic divinity I carry around. Mm. And just saying that to yourself can help you enter that place. Or it might be, I love to say, a great easy way to tap to your feminine is to think about the senses that's our sensuality. So with scent, I might spray a perfume that I really like, Mm. right? With taste, I might take a moment when I'm eating this meal to really savor it and to feel every crunch and, and enjoy every morsel that I'm about to eat. Or with touch, and I come out of my suit and it doesn't mean I need to go on this date in a ballroom gown, but I'm going to put something on that when I touch it, it feels good. Maybe a little bit of silk or maybe a little bit of satin or a little bit of lace, or I might just put a bow in my head. Cause when I put a bow in my head, I feel like a princess and I feel yes. curly. So engaging the senses and bringing those in are ways that we can easily tap into our feminine. Cause it's, it's just, it's just a reach, a reach. It's just a reach. We just yeah. have to reach for it. Yes. Yeah, I see that as a struggle with a bunch of women that I know that feel like they have to still be. And even as a trainer, seeing women coming to the studio and being some being very much, okay, let's go. Let's do it. And I'm like, wait, take it down. We're going to get there. I'll kick your ass. But like, let's calm down here. And I think finding, you know, for me, I know I I, I found that balance of being that tough but nurturing coach. Yeah. where I was able to give my clients that feminine and masculine part of me. How and did then, you find that balance and when to bring out each? You know what? It really uh, came down to me reading the client mm-hmm. and understanding what she didn't realize she needed. Mm. And that's why I always say I'm so much more than just a fitness coach. I'm just not telling you, okay, 12. 11, Mm -hmm. 10 10 more bicep curls. It's about what's going on in your head because everybody comes for a reason. They just 
they think it's to lose weight, get fit, feel stronger, whatever it is, but it's really to change their mindset about how they're feeling in their body. Um, And so the, the most aggressive women who come to me, I've tried to just, let's try to like get away from that a little bit. You are strong, you are beautiful, but let's let's put that off to a side right now. You're in a safe place. And I think that the reason they come in aggressive, mm-hmm. and I learned that over the years, is because they were insecure. Mm. They felt uncomfortable. They're like, what am I going to do here? I know I need Jody, but what am I going to do? I'm a little scared. And that's how they showed it to me. So I was able to take that away and make yeah. them feel safe. So, and it's a good feeling. I'm sure you know when you are able to help a woman really be in the energy that serves her best at that moment. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also ask you about men and their energy, real quickly. So, mm-hmm. that it's okay that a man could be very masculine, mm-hmm. but because maybe that's his predominant way, but it's also beautiful for them to know as a woman when to tap into different energies. Yes. It's not just, it's not just beautiful. It's necessary. Mm. I, I, I fear the concept of, you know, hyper-masculinity that, you know, there's this expectation, a desire to have a man who's only in his masculine energy and he doesn't have an ounce of feminine energy in him at all. And I I say to people who think that way, so you want a partner who never picks up on you staring at those shoes in in the window and buying that for you on your birthday or in the moment when you're feeling stress isn't gonna come to you and just say, do this, do this, do this, but is actually gonna listen to you and just listen and not tell you what to do. Are you saying that you don't want someone who when you have children and your daughter falls over, instead of saying, oh, don't cry about it, like get over it, is like, oh baby, come here and holds them and cradles them. Well, that's their feminine energy. And so it's, it's oh, it's so important that, you are looking for a partner, man or woman, again, that has both energies because you'll be able to exist harmoniously in that. I know, for example, for me, there are ways in my masculine energy that I thrive and ways in my masculine energy that I don't, for example, consistency. And so being with a partner who is the consistent one, who is the organized one is important, but I am in my masculine energy when it comes to just, you know, getting stuff done and strategy. And so at times I need someone who is happy for me to make a decision and let's just go along with it because I don't have time to waste. Right, right. How are you able now with your experience to pick up on energy right away and 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 pivot your energy at that moment? And are you also able to help your clients do the same thing? I'm yes, I'm a lot more adept in picking up on the energies. I think it's important though to not just automatically shift because someone else shifts. I love because- that. Right. Because then it, it's not authentic. It's it's not in alignment. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, for example, speaking on the uh, uh, let's just say um, a day you're feeling sad and maybe your partner comes to you and they're just offering 
comfort in that moment. If you were to switch to your masculine, you would then go straight into action mode. But the both of you can both exist in comfort, in that nurturingness, in that like warm feeling and not jump into action. So it's really just where do you exist a majority of the time, but not having a black and white view of I need to be like this completely and he needs to be like that completely. And I think that's the misconception, right? Yeah, that's the it, it is. And it's it's that fluidity in a relationship. Again, when I say relationship, it's not just um romantic relationships, it's in work with friends and so on, because we're all different. And being authentic about it, otherwise you're faking your your feminine your yeah. femininity, right? Yes, exactly. I call it fake femininity. That's what you always call it. I I love it. Oh, we have so much more to go to. We only have two more minutes. So let's tell everybody where they can reach you. You can find me on Instagram. I'm on TikTok um, at the Fem Guide. That's T H E F E M M E G U I D E, the Fem Guide. And we post content like this every single day and we do fun quizzes and stuff on our stories so if you want to find out if you're in your masculine energy or your feminine energy you might just be able to find out playing a game on my stories i I, you have been wonderful we have i let me see maybe we can tie this up let's see how to get approached so you're in a bar okay we have one minute all right one minute of how the best way to be get approached in a bar or in a restaurant or wherever sit where there is high volume so a lot of people going past give open body language don't use your bag to um you know cover yourself don't put your big headphones on you want to have one airpod out so it looks like you're open to conversation and then just smile smile all you need to do is give someone a smile and then if it's a guy just make sure he knows you're smiling and he doesn't think you're looking for the bathroom and you're giving them the permission to step into the masculine and to approach you Oh, I feel all warm and fuzzy with you. I have, it has been such an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. Kat Shanu, thank you so much for sharing all your experience with us and and your expertise. And um, everybody, if you are struggling out there, and please reach out to Kat. I'm so glad we were able to connect today. Yes, me too. Thank you. This is such a great conversation. I feel so energized because I feel super (laughs) energized too. I definitely have to have you back because there's so much more that we need to get to. And everybody who is listening, thank you for joining us today. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find me at Jody Harrison Bauer on all social media platforms and on YouTube. And remember to give us a five-star rating because we love hearing from you and sharing it with all your friends who need to hear from people like us. And until next week, stay fearlessly authentic. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.